you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. In this episode, we find an ancient armory, explore our first cauldron, and help members of the Nora tribe around the sacred land. Welcome to Episode 7 of Lightkeeper Protocol. Welcome to Lightkeeper Protocol, a podcast about our journey through Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. I am Jarrett, but you can also call me Ja, and I am here with Christina, also known as Pop-Tart. Hello. And before we get started, I want to welcome any new listeners and welcome back any returning listeners. Thank you very much for checking out the show. Uh, If you enjoy the show, you want to talk about it a bit with us, or you want to talk about Horizon Dawn or Forbidden West. Uh, come to our Discord. It's mash.gg slash Discord. We'll have some Horizon channels there where you can talk non-spoiler or spoiler talk. It'll be a good time, so I hope to see you there. Uh, let's recap quickly, and then we'll move on to our main content for today. Uh, on yesterday's, oh, yesterday's episode, but last episode, uh, depends. I guess it depends when you listen to it. Did you listen to it yesterday, or are you listening to it back? to back who knows it, the choice is yours <laughs> but uh on the, the previous episode we completed the war chief's trail and revenge of the nora we completed those main quests so we have tracked down the killers we have killed the killers and avenged the fallen uh still no one is asking Aloy questions about her focus <laughs> nobody's asking her how she's figuring things out or how she's listening to the ancient one's devices for all they know, she could be an agent of the Metal Devil. They're not asking any questions. <laughs> we also uh, met Nil and killed some bandits. That was our first bandit camp. And he, killing is something he enjoys way too much. I mean, he fully admits it, you know. So he he, he can't uh, can't hunt animals because, what do you say? He can't hunt animals because people upset or get upset because you don't use the whole Yeah, you don't want to waste the, res- the waste the resources. Yep. Yep. And, you know, you don't want to. Who else couldn't he kill? He says he couldn't kill certain people because somebody would care. So he says nobody cares about bandits. You yeah. mean every other people, like people just in yeah. general. People would care yeah. if you kill people that aren't bad guys. <laughs> that is true. This is true. So, but yeah, that's what we did in uh, the last episode. And like I said, on, the, on this episode, we're just going to do some, we're going to do some cleanup here. We're going to do some uh, side quest cleanup before we head over. Uh, to day tower so let's just start with something simple let's talk talk about the ancient armory side quest now this is a side quest that um you know, I, I'll, I'll put it like this these other side quests we're going to talk about are side quests that you can start in the northern embrace and finish in northern embrace ancient armory is not one of those quests i'm already breaking my rules <laughs> but it is something that you start in the northern embrace and, well, I guess technically speaking, you do finish it in the Northern Embrace, so maybe I'm not breaking rules. Either way, we won't be finishing this quest until close to the end of the game. Uh, because this quest requires batteries, which we have already found two of. But, uh, along the trail to the massacre site, Aloy starts detecting some signal. And uh, it leads you to another ruin. Uh, now, there was a reason you didn't go down there at first, right, Christina? Because it goes down into like a, a a pool of water. 
Yeah, that's basically it. It was just scary. So I was like, I'll come back later because I knew I didn't have all of the things. I have gone down there since, but I I didn't know how fall damage worked in this game at that point, too. So I was like, can I just jump down there, which there's ledges and stuff. So you don't have to just jump down there. There is totally a ladder you can climb down, but most people just jump, I think. Because you don't really see that ladder. You don't really notice no. the ladder until you're coming back up. But being a video game, I, re- I figured, eh, she's probably not going to break her leg and drown if I hop in here from here. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because video game characters are perfect divers. You know? Right. Well, as long as there's any water, it'll break their fall. That's how video games work. Exactly. Movies, too. Most yeah. movies. So, unless it's Tomb Raider. So, <laughs> but that's a that's for another podcast. So, uh, but you do go down into this uh, ruin. And the first thing you see when you walk in is the armor. Like, you see this armor sitting behind uh, this. Well, actually, it's in a room. But even the armor is secured. Like, once you get into the room, you wouldn't be able to to, to grab it. So. Uh, the door to get into the room is locked, and but next to the door are these five devices, and two of the devices need to be powered up, and that's what the power cells are for. You should already have two power cells at this point. If you do not have two power cells at this point, you should have at least one. I mean, the one in in the in was it called the, the mother's, mother's womb? Uh, mother's womb, yeah. That one was so easy to get. If you don't have that, it means you did not explore. You're rushing. Slow it down. Okay? <laughs> Slow it down. Uh, but um, the second one was in the original ruins that you fell into. So I can understand people being excited to leave the embrace and not going back there. But yeah, go back there and get yourself a uh, <laughs> get yourself that second battery. Uh, but um, once you have the cells in and all five devices are powered up, it unlocks this puzzle. Uh, where you just need to solve the puzzle to get into the door. And if I remember correctly, like it gives you the key right on the side. Like, no, it doesn't. Get, it doesn't give you the full answer. It tells you the position in clock, like <laughs> you know. So it tells you like the numbers, like military numbers, like for for the the clock, like the full twenty four hour like cycle or whatever. Um, so you look at that and you're like, oh, it looks like times, but then something either Aloy says it or someone says it where it's like, oh, this looks like it's times on a clock. I don't think she says it because I don't think there's who would clocks. say that. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Like, who would say that? I think you just have to know your brain probably said it to you. <laughs> no, there, there was a cutscene that not a cutscene. There was something that said, and I don't know, maybe it was a focus thing that I watched. It might have been uh, like maybe a, a data pad or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Or when the focus. They... But something said something about time. But even looking at it, I'm like, that's obviously time. And it's like on the right. 15 minute. So it was like really easy to figure out. Right. Yeah. It's like a clock. So yeah. you just look at the numbers and then you put the court, you put them in place like the corresponding uh position in place and that unlocks the uh the door but once you have the the door unlocked you find out that there you know the 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 prototype armor like this armor in the middle is still locked up because the locks on the armor need to be powered up so you go to the opposite side of the room and bam there are more cells 
or more more locks, right? Or more we need more cells to power up the thing to do the the locks. So I think you only have three more to go. Now this was a kind of like when I played through the first time, this was slightly frustrating because you 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 already you picked up two cells in the first five hours of this game, essentially, right? And now the last three cells, and I'm telling you this, if you like, if you haven't finished the game yet and you're listening to it, like you can't kind of listen to this while you're playing the game, that last cell you need is far into the game. I think you have to be like level 30 or close to it to be in the area of the actual <laughs> of the actual cell. But what happened when my first time playing through it, I'm like, I haven't picked up a cell in hours. Like I, like you know, I, I, I must have missed something, or or me worrying about missing something, and sometimes going back to places to look around, make sure I didn't miss any nook or cranny to get the cell, only to find out that you know, no, the last three cells are just super spread out. Don't do what I did. Don't worry about it. Like like I said, you'll you'll come across them if if you look around. You do still need to look around for them. So like, do check everything. I have a feeling that they would they would be in an ancient area, like in a metal ruins of some sort, because that's where the first two come from. And you're putting exactly. them in an ancient ruin. So I would assume it would come from more of those. Correct. Yes, uh, you, you would be correct. Uh, if I remember correctly, there's no it's not like somebody found one. And you get one, I like you know, get one by doing something. It's just that they're pretty spread out. And that's another thing about the armor. Like, you do get it close to the end of the game. So, I th- honestly, I think I had it for, like, my maybe the, not the last stretch of the game and maybe in pretty much the final fight of the game. But it did really come in handy during the DLC. Like, it's not like you get that armor and then when you do the DLC, it's, like, useless. It is definitely very useful during the DLC. So Okay, good. I was gonna ask that actually. <laughs> <laughs> there is there are other armors you can get in the DLC, but you you know how like it I think the highest tier armor you can get is epic. So you just get an additional set of epic armor you can use and it has its own perks. But for me it was just more important to have the perk of that armor which We'll talk about when we get the third, when we get the, the final cell and we're able to put everything in. So I don't want to give it away. Also, don't want to make anybody jealous that you won't have it through most of the game. <laughs> so, uh, but in that area, there are two data points uh, that you can find. It talks about the armor. One has like stats for the armor. You know, that's it's just it. But the other is a message from like a general Garrow or from a major Garrow to a general Aaron Harris. And, um, the goal behind the armor was apparently to build a suit that would better protect elite units at a better cost. So it's setting up that this is this is an elite piece of armor, at least a prototype for it. So, but I guess that didn't help anybody, did it? Because they are not here. They didn't even finish <laughs> the prototype, so. They did not finish the prototype, so. Or they yeah, finished maybe. it, but that was it. It was still a prototype. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty, I think there's a couple of boxes in there that you can pick up that gives you some items, but if you do, if like, don't get a battery and then bring it back, there's no purpose to, to doing that besides wasting your time. Trust me. So just get the other three batteries, bring them back eventually, not eventually, but when you get the third battery, bring it back, get your armor and you'll be good to go. But like I said, we'll talk about that at another time. 
Um, but let's move into the side quest, Insult to Injury. And this is, uh, you find like a little Nora village. And when I say little, I mean little. It's like two houses there. Um, so you find a little Nora village along the way and you meet uh, someone named Fia. So she's trying to help a brave that's dying. But she says she needs Dreamwell to ease his pain. So, uh, yeah, he ain't coming back. <laughs> like, he's, he's she's just trying to uh, make it easy for him. You know, basically, it's going to numb the pain. But that's what that's what Dreamwell does. It's the oil that numbs pain and induces sleep. Because he's getting ready to take the big sleep. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Christina <sad>. just pouted. <laughs> <laughs> the big sleep, sad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what she what she Fia asked Aloy to do is check the brave stashes to the east. Um, so she knew who you were. Uh, she knew a lot of people didn't want you in the proving, uh, but she knew that you saved you know a lot. You know you saved a lot of people, and she mentions that it's it's like ironic that the very person they needed was somebody the tribe never wanted. And I'm like, yeah, right. So um, you know, Aloy, you go to visit the stashes, but you only find shards instead of the Dream Willow. So you head back over to Thea, and she's confused that somebody would take Dream Willow. Like, who would do such a thing? You know, um, that's an Assassin's Creed reference, but I don't know. It, it, I, yeah. I, I throw, I'm going to throw a little, a little references in that, but I hope somebody enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, she says somebody named Jun may have more of the dream willow and he lives west of mother's crown, but the machines in that a- area are dangerous. You know, she's the scrappers and sawtooths. She didn't mention the watchers that are there. So like, she just kind of dissed them right there. Yeah. There's scrappers and sawtooths. There's also watchers there. She's like, who? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's definitely watchers in the area. Um, she says that Jun is a recluse, uh, but he helps the tribe by picking herbs and brewing medicines. I mean, that's what she says he do. I guess well, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait until we actually meet the guy because she says he does that. I'm like, mm, does he? Because <laughs> he doesn't seem <laughs> exactly like he he doesn't really seem like the type to help anybody. Uh, but you had the John and on the way, like, because it's it goes up into the mountain and on the way up the mountain, there's like a group of like watches and scrappers on the way to him. Um. I don't know if you're not careful, like, there's enough of them that they, you can get jacked pretty fast if you're not paying attention. So I I didn't hit the scrappers, but I did start fighting something, and all of the machines in the area heard it. And I was like, uh, oh no, I gotta run. Like, this is not good, I gotta <laughs> run. And I just booked it out of there. Yeah. Like I said, like, it's definitely doable, but especially this early in the game, it's still pretty early in the game. There's a there's it's a sizable group of machines. So, but uh, as you get close to his home, you hear John. You hear him calling for help, and you pry his door open, and he's like, "Oh, thank God, it's you." Well, he doesn't know who you are, but he knows. Uh, you know, somebody says he said basically he tells you that a gang of outcasts attacked him and a, stole his dream willow. And Ayla is like, "Why would they attack you and steal the dream willow?" And he's like, "Obviously, because it's a valuable herb." And um. He says the outcasts have struck. He says he, he, what he's saying is that the outcasts have struck a deal with the outsiders and are looking to get shards. He doesn't know this for sure, but this is what this is the narrative that he's spinning. This is his side of the story. And uh, so Aloy asks where the outcasts went, and Jun points her in their direction. So it's not that far off. He, he says if you if you hurry, you can catch them. Like he's like sending you to go 
get his stuff back. Like he's like, like, dude, you don't even know me. I'm a brave. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, what's she? A seeker. Seeker. There yeah. we go. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a seeker. Like, you know, yeah. you're just going to go send me off to go deal with this riffraff. Yeah. He also <laughs> goes like, oh, they'll kill you without even a thought, basically. And I'm like, but you're still alive. They just locked you. How do you get locked in a cabin? You just open the door. Like, I just... Anyway. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, because it's not like... It's funny, too, because it's not like they boarded it up and right. she had to break some boards or anything exactly. like that. She, she just, just kinda... opened the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, she did have to use her spear to, like, crack it open. Oh, okay. But, like, I mean, what happened? Like, why did he couldn't push hard enough? Like... I don't think he tried. You know. Yeah, like, he didn't have a mark on him, which... It's suspicious. Yeah. So, just the way he's talking is is suspicious. So, uh, Aloy, she follows the tracks of the outcasts to find them. And when you get them, they're stuck on top of like a rock mass. And below them are two watches and a sawtooth. And so, I mean, what did you do in this situation? Did you just fight them like flat out? Uh, I've been using the Tripcaster a lot more. I actually didn't have the Karja one at this point yet, which has explosives, which are, are great actually um but i've been trying to use more traps and stuff so i took out the watchers first and then i lured the scrapper over i think to the electric either i lured him or i like started fighting him and just stood behind them and then kind of just went to town so i'm getting better at the game (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what i did is i overrode both the watchers i just wanted to see what was going to happen i think the first time i played it i just killed the watchers real quick and then i fought the sawtooth I want to see what happened. They didn't stand a chance. Like the 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 watchers like attacked the sawtooth, and like with one swipe, he took both of them down to like I want to say like two three percent health. Oh my god! And then like he just did like another swipe, and they both died just like that. And the sawtooth just went about his business and kept walking around. So I mean, I just I fought him the old fashioned way with fire arrows. Like I just, you know, <laughs> that's what I did. I, I did make a mistake and I was, I stayed too close to him for too long because if you, I think you set him on fire the first time and you keep doing damage and he takes decent amount of damage. Then if you set him on fire a second time, I'm pretty sure the sack underneath him explodes. Oh, uh... so that always like that, that is the most annoying thing in hard mode. Uh, not hard mode, but in the, like with the hard difficulty of the game was the damage you take from that because it wasn't that bad and normal, but like in hard, like if you, and you don't even have to be that close. Like I, if you're within like, I, wanna, I almost want to say 10 to 15 meters of something like a bellow back or something like that. That's that like when, when you pop one of those jugs, yeah, it's going to hurt. <laughs> it's it's going to hurt. Your radius then is larger than what mine is because i feel like i stand i stand really far away from things though to be fair but i feel like you get hit by everything that explodes yeah yeah <laughs> like it, it, it is a pain like you can be far enough away so that it doesn't like it, it doesn't affect you but like i'm i i've definitely been hit more than i would like just to, to put it out there so uh, but it's not a very difficult fight. Um, once the sawtooth is destroyed, one of the outcasts, his name is Kernst, he drops down and uh, he says they took the Dream Willow because they have wounded. Who would have thought, right? Surprise. Uh, surprise. Um, so he says they're not getting protection from the Braves, which is what the other outcast said when you did the bandit camp. They said the same thing. They're not getting protection from the Braves and the bandits are preying on them. So they need the Dream Willow. 
Um, and also you find out that they are the ones that took the dream wall from the stashes and they left the shards as, uh, as payment. Uh, they said that he also tried to pay, uh, cur- uh, they tried to pay Jun, but, um, they didn't, you know, they didn't really want to hurt him, but he was like too busy cowering. Yeah. He, they said that he was cr- too busy cringing in fear to like even oh, yeah. them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, cause they, cause he, she asked about like them attacking him and she's like, you know, he's like, we didn't attack him. Like he was too big. Like, exactly what you said. He was too busy cringing in fear to notice what was going on. So yeah, like, I guess he was just like, <laughs> he said, take all my money. Like, don't hurt me, please. And like, they just took the dream ball and left. <laughs> You're just like, okay. Um, but actually he. Actually, no, they, they actually said they tried to talk to him and he would not talk to them. Mm-hmm. He, they did say that he, he, he refused to talk to him. So maybe when they refused to talk, when he refused to talk to him, they just took it and went because, you know, it's, they have hurt, they, they, they have uh, wounded, so they need it. Uh, but either way, Aloy, te- Aloy tells him that they can't keep all the Dream Willow. Uh, and Kurt's like, oh, well, we probably have more than we need. They took all that they could find. So he keeps a portion and gives the rest to, to Aloy. And he does note that Aloy gave them a better deal than the Matriarchs would have. You know, because the matriarchs wouldn't even want to hear that they needed help. You know, right. That's why these outcasts are banding together in the first place, because they're supposed to be out there in the wilds. Uh, and uh, they have no like not talking to anybody and supporting themselves. But right now, like the situation's pretty dire. Right. You know? And it's like the the other outcast said in the bandit camp. When you clear that, like we're sentenced to be outcast, not sentenced to die. Right. Yeah, so it, it makes it makes sense, but either way, you you get you go back to Jun and you give him the Dream Willow and you tell him to take it to Fia. So like the first thing he wants to know is if the outcasts paid for their crimes, and he's like, "Oh, they're grouping together and talking to each other, and they try to talk to me." <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's that type of energy, you know, that that he has. Yeah, on, it's so. in his voice too like he has that whine like that specific whine like they try to talk to me they talk to like, each uh, other yeah <laughs> like disgusting yeah you know so yeah it, it's like that and um he clearly he well he doesn't know who Aloy is because Aloy is like oh do you realize who i am and he's like no should i and she basically tells him that you know she was she was an outcast and he realizes like oh you're the motherless girl so another person that knows about the motherless girl small tribe i guess <laughs> you know but i mean how does that news travel uh you know like because he is a recluse who is he talking to that's like he probably like if he's a real recluse he's only coming down to whatever camp or whatever for supplies every now and again and what does feel like Oh, yeah, you hear about this motherless girl, by the way? <laughs> this is really important information that you need to hear I feel before like, you go and isolate yourself. I feel like Outcast, like, happens not too regularly, but definitely a child Outcast, like, never happens, right? So he had 18 years to figure out this information, to hear this information, right? So that's, it got to him at some point. It's probably the hot so. gossip of the of the uh, tribe for a few years. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually tells Aloy that he wouldn't have talked to her if he knew. Like, but I guess he didn't know that she's a brave now and part of the tribe. So, I mean, he just has a real stick up his ass, pretty much. That's 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 the bottom line. So, you do get a flashpoint for this, though, 
uh, you do, you can tell them it's time to look in the mirror. That's like the, the brain one, the intellectual one. And if you tell them that, that's when I chose, um, you know, she tells him that he's basically an outcast himself because he lives secluded. And she notes that no one's beating his door down to spend time with him except outcasts who want to drink Willow, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually pretty true. The other ones are like, uh, an outcast helped you remember, which is the compassion one. And then the aggressive one is, uh, how about I put you in your place? Which one did you pick? I picked the uh, the brain one, too, because he was, I don't want to, like, you know, punch him in the face. That's not going to solve anything. And I didn't want to be nice to him. He was a dick, so. <laughs> it wouldn't solve anything, but it will most certainly make you feel better, even in the game. <laughs> yeah, but this reaction made me feel better, so. Mm-hmm, okay. That was, that so. was fine. And then I talked to him after, <laughs> and he was salty because he's like, you didn't have to talk to me that way. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't talk to him after He's that. like, there's like, um, oh, yeah, because he's like, I'll take the dream Willow, but you had no right to talk to me the way that you did. Like, all right, dude, shut up. Oh, uh, he's a Karen. Like, I want to talk to your man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your boss? Yeah, yeah. Who's in charge here? <laughs> oh, man. So. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the conversation, she tells him to get the dream well to Fia or she'll be back. So I never went back and talked to Fia to to see if she got the dream well. I mean, at that point, I'm moving on to bigger, better things. Yeah, like I, didn't even, crown. I didn't even think <laughs> about it. After dealing with yeah. him, I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I just want this quest to be over. Right? Yeah. So that, yeah, that ends uh, insult to injury. And from there, you can get more quests in Mother's Crown. Like, when you get the Mother's Crown, I think there's, like, the exclamation points. There's, like, six exclamation points in Mother's Crown, which usually means a quest of some kind. Well, sometimes just an interaction. But uh, So, Aloy, she does make it to Mother's Crown. She does note that the camp has seen better days. She just says that it looks more like a military camp and that a lot of people are wounded. So, Mother's Crown was, um, well, they actually, it's weird because they said it's the first kind of like uh, uh i don't want to say installation but the first like settlement of the nora after i guess technically speaking it is now after the Karja territory like after day tower but the thing about it is they talk like when you talk to Maria, which we'll get into next episode she mentions that she's from valley meat or the valley beyond or something like that and that used to be the uh, a Nora settlement, uh, and it got attacked in the Red Raids. So I guess technically speaking, it is true that Mother's Crown is right now is the first uh, settlement before you get to the Carter territory. So uh, there are two, I want to say, non-quest interactions here that you can do two conversations. Uh, one is with the trader or the, or the, the, the merchant in the town. His name is Grist. And you can ask him about the Karja um, if, if you don't buy anything from him or if you do. It's a separate option. So he says he's, he's had dealings with them, uh, though he's never left the sacred land. And he tells you, uh, he tells you that they, all they do is talk about is Meridian. It's a city built in a mesa. And Aloy, she asks, how did they build such marvels? And he replies, slave labor. You know, just flat out. Uh, and... Um, he knows that the new king abolished slavery and says he cares more about justice than new construction. But he said it kind of in a snarky way. Did you talk to him? 
I the didn't. Merchant? No. Uh, yeah. So I always talk to the merchants because sometimes they give you unique interactions. Uh, some don't say anything at all. Like they just like you just hit them. Like you you, you go to them and they just hit you with the sales screen. <laughs> that's, that's what you get. Uh, but some of them do have some uh, unique interactions. Um. So there's also another man named Lut. Who did you talk to Lut? Like he was the one that that prompts you to go to the hunting ground. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was kind of annoying. Yeah, he was kind of yeah. mean. <laughs> yeah, he was like annoying because he's basically like poking at Aloy like, oh, you're you're like, you know, I hear you're pretty good with bow and a spear, huh? I'm like, oh, please let me fight him. <laughs> like, let me look, like, yeah. And he's like, oh, you should go to the um the hunting grounds. And you know, you know, he says, I've been to the hunting grounds and I got a few sons. And when I first played, I thought the challenge was going. I thought it was going to be like a quest, like get three burning suns or something like that, or three blazing suns. And it's not even that. Like they just, it's just a prompt to go to the next hunting ground. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, because he didn't get any blazing suns. I'm like, you're over here talking trash to me. You didn't even get a blazing sun because he tells you if you get a blazing sun, you'll know you've beaten me. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like. Like you're not even uh, like you 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 you're not even lunch, man. <laughs> See, I remember talking to him now because the first thing that you say because he tries to talk to you and you're like, I have better things to do, and he's yeah, and he right, gets yeah. mad at you and he's like, Oh, you're too good for me. Like, yes, yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. He says something you're good for us, normal Nora, or something like that because he clearly knows who you are. Yeah, you know, I am. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, he also says something like, um, no, she says something like, do you, not bother, but you're, you know, you that's aggressive with everybody who comes through. He says only if they uh, uh, ran the proving and have red hair or something like that. Like, he's basically like describing you. And so, yeah, like he, he, was, he was a, uh, yeah, didn't like what, you know, and I'm going to leave it at that because I'm pretty sure we're going to try to keep this podcast with a clean tag. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's some others crown. You can pick up a bunch of quests there. One of them, one of the quests is not really a quest. It just takes you to the cauldron. It leads you to the cauldron, which is a first in the game so far. Uh, Aloy can talk to someone named Drawl about uh, the scar that's on her face. So she apparently got too close to a cauldron and uh, she was standing there in amazement, I guess, looking at the door. <laughs> and she got attacked by a watcher that was guarding it. And Ayla, she didn't even know what the cauldrons were because she was, you know, they're not in the embrace. She lived the embrace her entire life. And, you know, I think Draw says that some people think machines are made in there. Other believe the spirit of the metal devil lives there. Hmm, same thing, right? Um, and either way, Nora aren't allowed to go in there. Uh, but Draw thinks she was punished for being too close to it. And, uh, you know, she tells Aloy not to go there, but Aloy is able to get the location and uh yeah you, you're all falling your way so i approached the cauldron at night actually when you were going to the cauldron did you run into that group of bandits no no okay there's a group like there there are roaming groups of bandits in the game yes that you run across i've realized that and uh i saw a couple get attacked by machines and then they killed the machines and then once they were done i'm like oh free picking and just i killed them <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I ran into a bandit camp on my not camp, sorry, but a group of bandits on my way there. And uh I actually uh did you go to the cauldron during the day or at night? 
a day. Okay. It, it doesn't make a difference. It just looks cooler going to it at night because of the lights. Uh, That's all. So, and especially because of the area of the map, like there's like a, there's like a mist in the air. So it just looks kind of cool. Like when you get, go there at, at night, but the watchers are guarding it. Just like Drawl said, if she can't kill some watchers, she shouldn't be out there in the first place. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so to open the cauldron door, you have to override it. So she had no chance of getting into it because she has no way to override the door. And I mean, honestly, the insides of the cauldron, they look like something like out of the Matrix movies. Like they look like the machine world of the Matrix. Like there's wires everywhere. Uh, it's really not built for humans to be there. Um, you know, at some point in the cauldron, Aloy notes that it's clear the machines are built there. But she's like, well, why and who built the cauldron? I mean, it's it's honestly the most futuristic looking place in the game because there's like things hovering all over the place. There's like magnetic propulsion and everything's blue like it is in the future. <laughs> future <laughs> you know. is blue. Yeah, the future is blue. Uh, so yeah, but there's also like, I mean, it's a combination of like platforming stealth and like some forced combat. Like you don't always have to like fight. You can, uh, make your way around. Um, uh, but the goal is to get to the heart of the cauldron. And most of the time you can even see that from a distance, but you can also see that there's something being built there. And depending on how close you are to it, you can see what's actually being built in there. So, um, the layout of this first one, this is cauldron Sigma. It's really basic. Like, there's no guesswork as to what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to platform to get around. There's really not much challenge to the fighting. I would say that Christina might have a different approach in that because this is this is before you started getting really used to the to the combat. Exactly. <laughs> I was very under equipped. That that's when you told me to get the tear arrows or whatever they're called, right? The tear blast arrows. Tear yeah. blast. Yeah. I didn't have them, and I fought the big crab dude. Oh, my God. I don't know what they're The shell walkers. The shell walkers. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Without those. And I haven't fought one since with them, but I have a feeling they're pretty essential for fighting those things because they just have pieces all over them that just block everything. Yeah, the, the, the shell walkers without terror blast arrows can be pretty tough uh, because they have like a shield generators mm -hmm. that stop you from hitting them they have the big shell thing on their back which stops you from hitting them uh i'm pretty sure they have a ranged attack as well they have something that does a ranged attack maybe uh, anytime i got far enough away from it i would hide until it, it's aggro reset uh they they definitely have a close range AOE attack. I do know that even after you knock everything off and it hurts. Oof. It hurts. So yeah, I can without tear blast arrows, they are tough. Like they are super weak to tear. Like you just hit them with like the, you hit a hit them with tear blast arrow on the back, boom, that whole back shell's coming off. And then all you got to do is get one on one of their front claws and it'll blow the weapons and the shields and everything off of them and it leaves them pretty vulnerable but when that happens i will tell you they get aggressive they aggressively try to approach you because they need to be close to you to attack you at that point mm. at that point it's it's a game of getting distance and taking them out uh but yeah not far after that you do get to the heart of uh you do get to the heart of the cauldron and you can clearly see they're building a battle back so when you get to the heart of the cauldron 
it is setting up like an encounter because you can actually go right up because it's in the, whatever machine is being built. Um, it's inside this field, you know, and for every cauldron, there is a different machine, right? So they give you time to set up a little bit, like, well, not even a little bit, but like, there's usually like some machines walking around, like maybe a couple watchers and you just kill them real quick. And then if you want to, you can just set up the area to, uh, to, 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 to fight. Now this is a bellow back. So I didn't really do set up here, but I do remember later in the game doing other cauldrons on my first playthrough and having and doing setup like with um trip casters or you know whatever um that oh i forget what it's called the not the trip the trip caster is the one that explodes right like Mm -hmm. um yeah because the rope caster is the one that binds them yeah so the trip cast using like, like setting up like trip caster you know traps and things like that in the area and then when you're ready you climb up this thing and you hit a button and boom, the fight starts because the field comes down, the machine comes out. In this case, not only does the machine come out of the field, but a door opens and like at least two more watchers come out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you take out the watchers real quick. Bellow backs. I mean, the biggest problem with all of the cauldron fights, to be perfectly honest with you, the biggest problem with all of them is the confined space you're in because you're not going to fight any small machines. In the cauldron, you know, you're going to fight because I mean, a bellowback's pretty big. I'm trying to, they're not all as big as a bellowback, but you're probably, you're fighting some machines that you, you generally speaking, do not take lightly. I'll put it to you like that. Um, but yeah, like this was a pretty simple fight, especially after you kill the, uh, you kill the watchers, you know, every bellowback is the same fight. You just light up those, uh, those jugs he's got on them and boom, he's, done that was the first time i saw one and i was like oh i just shoot the things in the back that are glowing like i didn't even have to use my focus um but the funny thing is for not this fight but the fight before i was like messaging Jaw because we were going to record that night and i got stuck in the cauldron it took a lot longer than i expected and i was like oh my god i'm on this boss fight like i'm having such a hard time (laughs) and then i get to the end i'm like just kidding that wasn't even the boss and i I did set up because you have time, um, which I'm thankful I did because the watchers kind of just destroyed themselves. Um, and it was like no problem. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like he, that a bellow back you can take on with regular arrows. Mm-hmm. A, a shell walker, you de- like it's it's weird, <laughs> but you definitely need tear blast arrows to help you out because they are a pain. There's somewhere in the game where there's like a herd. Of shell walkers. I can't remember where it is. I remember this from the first time I played. I haven't run across it again. But man, that is a challenge I could not refuse. There were like three of them. <laughs> it was like three. I was like, I, I, was like, I gotta fight them. <laughs> I, I have to fight them all together at the same time. Meanwhile, so. I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I gotta do it. So I'm here to I'm here to chew bubble gum and kill machines. That's what I'm here to do. <laughs> you You're know? all out of bubble gum. I'm all out of bubble gum. So, but uh yeah, after you finished off the bellow back, um, you can override the cauldron, which gives you the ability to override new machines. And for Sigma, you get sawtooth, lance horn, scrappers, and grazers. Now, I'll be honest with you, sawtooths, you can like I I, other machines, se- except watchers, seem to do, <laughs> seems to take out sawtooths pretty well. 
scrappers are great to have. Like we are really good to be able to override. Like you can really mess up somebody's day mm-hmm. by messing up uh, some scrappers. Lancehorns do some pretty decent damage too. To be honest with you. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's what you get with this with this um override. Like I'm pretty sure by the time you finish all the cauldrons, there are only two machines you cannot override. Um. Because they're pretty special fights, like, you know, when you come across them. So, like, you don't even think you'd have a chance to override those machines. But, uh, yeah, that finishes the cauldron. But really close to that cauldron, when you come out of it, there is a side quest. This is under-equipped. There's this side quest. Um, and, uh, you know, Aloy, she runs across a Karja caravan and a guy named Marzavid. I think, I think his name. I don't think they ever say his name. I don't think so either. That's the I'm first just, time I heard it. It sounds right. Yeah, like if I'm just re- if I'm just reading it in English, that's his name, the Mars of it. Um, and he tells Aloy that the the crate that was packed with that was supposed to be crap packed with ammo was instead packed with Ridgewood, and now they're having trouble fending off machines. And as they talk, they get attacked by machines. A few watchers, and possibly the first time you're seeing a long leg. That was the first time you saw that was, it? Yeah, that was the first time I saw it. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> please don't die. <laughs> I hate long legs. They're the only machine in the game I do not like to fight. They're the only one. Um, first of all, they hit pretty hard. They have these AOE attacks. Uh, for a bird that you can tell is definitely f- built to be flightless. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, it's it's do- I was looked a- at it. I was like, is this a dodo? Like, what is going yeah. on? <laughs> it's modeled after a flightless bird. It can fly. Like, it can fly a little bit. Like, it um, it has, like, rockets on its wings, quote unquote. <laughs> and it flaps up and it, like, will pound down. It also has a long range attack. Like, it has this long range. Like, it, Now, in this fight, when I did it, I don't think it did it to me. But I know I've done it. I've, I've come across it in other fights with them where they do, like, this, like, yell. It's like a blast, basically. It sucks that it knocks you down, but they do. They have knockdowns and AOE damage. Like they, they, you know, they have crowd control abilities. And if you've listened to my other podcast, you know I hate crowd control abilities. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another thing I don't like about them is that their weak spots are in their chests. But I guess it's so that they can do that blast call. I guess it's filled with air, and when you pop one of the like the like the breasts. It just like it explodes, I mean, like it t- like it, it knocks you down, like it really pisses me off. Like that's all. <laughs> like, I you just do hate not explosions. Like it's fine. Yeah, I do not like fighting long legs. But after you kill that group, then you get a wave of scrappers. I'm like the long leg wasn't enough. Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, you get a wave of scrappers, and it's like five or six of them. But at least you have like NPCs for them to gnaw on a little bit. <laughs> that was my saving grace for all of that i'm like they're not even focused on me i'm just gonna throw some traps here on this ground some electricity it'll be good yeah so once you finish that though um you do get to talk to to mars a bit again um and he says he's never seen a fighter like you he calls you outlander uh even though you're in nor territory i'm like i'm at home you're the outlander <laughs> like <laughs> you are the outlander here uh so but another one of his crew yells at the song cores i've gone missing now i looked this up 
There is no reference to song cores in like the Horizon Wiki. It is literally just a quest item. I have no idea what song cores do. <laughs> to be honest with you. See, there was something else that, and I'll, we'll get to it. I'll bring it up when we get to it. Something else that was said that I Googled and it doesn't seem like it exists, but that's in the next part of this quest. Yeah, and I'm like, come on now. It's a quest item. Write a little lore for it, okay, Horizon <laughs> Riders? Like, please stop being a little lazy so I have something to talk about on my podcast. Thank you. Um, but Marzavid says Dereed must have taken them, and he says that when the first wave hit, this guy named Dereed took off. He says he was a coward, but... He didn't know he was a thief. He says now he knows he's a thief. And uh, he tells Aloy that if he brings the song cores back, the hill, she'll get a share of song cores, I guess, or money or whatever. Maybe that's what the whole thing was for, right? That's what the, the whole caravan was for, to get these song cores. But either way, Aloy catches up with the read not far away because she can track anything thanks to the, uh, you know, thanks to the focus. And that, the Dorit conversation was a little funny because at first he plays dumb, like <laughs> he doesn't know what the caravan she's talking about. But the way the voice actor says it, he doesn't say it like you would expect some, like a voice actor to say it, right? He said it like it was the truth, as opposed to somebody trying to hide something like, what caravan? I don't know what caravan <laughs> you're talking about. It wasn't like that. He was like, and she was like, oh, the, she said, you know, uh, the, the caravans. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like that, like, like, really, like, what caravan? Like, like. It was almost like it was going to turn into you got the wrong guy. Right. right? That's what, but no, like, because she says, you know, uh, oh, this is the caravan you sabotaged, which was funny because I don't remember them saying anything about, because the caravan was messed up, don't get me wrong, but I thought right. it was messed up because they got attacked by machines. But she said that he, he, he um, that he sabotaged the caravan. Yeah. I mean, there was a, <laughs> and maybe this just got mixed up, but, it, they said that they got the wrong box and they don't have ammo. They have like wood. Ridgewood. Ridgewood yeah. instead. So maybe like it got mixed up when they were like writing the lines and assumed or something that he, he was the one that. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's what mm. it was. That makes more sense. That definitely makes more sense because like that might just be a writing faux pas, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because they said it was they... the captain. It wasn't him. The captain messed up. Right, yeah, they said yeah. the captain messed up. Now, now some dude took our uh, our explosive arrows, you know, <laughs> and that's why they couldn't. Uh, that's why they couldn't fight back. So, uh, but as soon as you say that, Dreed's like, "Hey, man, I got debts to pay, and if I don't pay, then they're gonna gouge my eyes out." And then as soon as he says that, he gets sniped by a stalker. <laughs> that reminded me one of the funniest scenes, and it's not meant to be funny, but I don't. Did you play the first Gears of War? No. So there is a scene in the first Gears of War, like early on. This is before Marcus Phoenix is in charge of the group, and it's like a command. the The commanding officer he's like talking, and in the middle of his of his sentence, he gets shot in the head by one of the locusts. But like he gets shot, and then the camera pans over. Like it doesn't just show the guy. The camera pans over to the guy who shot him, just like running away. <laughs> it's a really funny scene because I'm not sure if you like. Well, you said like you've seen the way that people in Gears of War look. They look like they mm -hmm. go to a gym, you know, twenty, 24, you know, twenty five eight. <laughs> you know, eight. 
you know, yeah. bitch of all time. So you just see this this huge muscular figure like running away the best he can, and it looks really funny. That's what this scene reminded me of. Like he's just in the middle. Of, like well, actually, no, he did finish sentence all of a sudden. Pop, and he's just like oh, falls to the ground. How did like? I not get shot. Like, how did Aloy not see this? Like, I, you're just so lucky that you didn't just get shot. She didn't even know. <laughs> like the stalker's like, man, this guy's a douche. <laughs> it just like shoots him immediately. But it, it's funny. But this is your first fight with a stalker. So we're coming like this side quest has two machines that you've never seen before, depending on how much. Actually, I don't I think this is the only stalker in this air in in the uh embrace or in the norlands because i mean i've been all over the rest of the lands i don't remember seeing another stalker so because there's definitely more there are definitely more long legs i will tell you that corrupted ones at that pain but uh, i think there's corrupted ones i know that you fight two at a time and i thought i thought that they were corrupted but um so yeah, like, the thing about stalkers is, like, first of all, they can turn invisible. That's a big yikes, you know. <laughs> uh, they can turn invisible. Uh, but they have dart guns on their back. And when you say a dart gun, that doesn't really sound threatening. It's threatening. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's definitely threatening. And they can also lay down mines, which kind of sucks. But it's harder when you fight them during the day. I'll be perfectly honest with you. In my opinion, it's easier to fight them at night. Because during the day, it almost feels a little harder to see them. At night, it felt easier to see them. And it's definitely easier to see the mines they put down at night because they like glow red in mm-hmm. the dark versus the daytime where you may not see them. But uh, the th- even though like they, they have all this for them, they are super weak to shock. Super weak. So if you lay down sh- shock traps or... Sometimes you have to fight multiple of them. And what I'll usually do is use the sling and just put a couple of like, you know, just like spread out the shock ammo and they'll run into it eventually. But they are super weak to shock. So that's very helpful. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I didn't I fought them in the day and I didn't have any problem seeing anything. Um, but it's just one. And it's all I was focusing on. So I'm sure once it went invisible, if I'm focusing on other things, it would be very complicated, like a lot more complicated to fight. Well, you can just say it. you're better than me. You can just, you yeah. just say it. You don't got to hide it. You yeah. don't got to hide it. I'm just so good at this game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, after you kill the stalker, um, you go back to Dorit. He's actually still alive. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually still alive. And he asks if the caravan survive, and they did thanks to Aloy. And then he says like a quick prayer and he dies. And Aloy's like, well, <laughs> says what everybody's thinking. She's like, what a waste. <laughs> At least he died better than he lived. I was like, wow, Aloy, cold world. But it's true. That is the absolute truth. He, it was a waste. So I like how he just um, lived long enough to say his final line. exactly (laughs) he wasn't dead right away from getting shot basically in the heart he like survived just so he could say his prayer say his prayer so he he lived long enough to survive that like yeah that that's it i want to see if she wins this fight first he could have said his prayer while you were fighting and died right he could have did that but no he's like i need need to need to see if she wins first (laughs) you know He's clearly a gambler. Like, he owed people money. Like, he called them the Dicers, so I'm assuming it's gambling-related. So, that's what I was going to say, is they said Dicers, and I was like, what the heck does that mean? So, I Googled it, and it doesn't say anything. 
about oh, it. Yeah. It doesn't show <laughs> up in the dinosaurs. game again. So you just got to assume what it is. They're failing us. We could have had a whole like five minute conversation about that. But, you know, they're failing us. How are we supposed to get this content, man? So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you do get the song chorus back to Marzavid. Marzavid? Maybe it's Marzavid. I can't remember how I was saying it before. Uh, but he's impressed you kill the stalker, gives you a bonus. And then they go about their business. So I mean, I'm assuming whatever the song cores are, they come from the Nora lands. So right? he said, I'm going to give you my share, too. So you get all of the song cores. Like, does he give you the song cores? And then they just turn into I don't even know what you get at the end shards? of that. Shards? I mean, you get shards, like, for sure. Because, you know, song cores don't, the shop, you know, the shop right doesn't accept song cores. They only accept <laughs> shards. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The power company doesn't accept song chords. You got to pay with shards. <laughs> Darn. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like let's from from there, like you can kind of go anywhere. But we're we're gonna finish up with uh, not is this the last errand? No, I think we have here we I think we have two more errands from the area, which we're, I think we're gonna talk about in the next episode. But we're gonna finish up with an errand called Sanctuary, which actually isn't that long. Uh, this is another quest that you can pick up at uh mother's crown from a guy named den and he's worried that his hunting party um so his hunt he his hunting party were hunting the killers and corrupted machines um and uh you know that's not really their job if i'm because they're not braves if i if i got that correctly they're not braves and so um his hunting party was hunting the killers and corrupted machines and they may have accidentally entered Metal World Ruins. So he says that there was a stampede during the fight. And uh, he lost track of his hunting party. So, And he was basically, he was, he was too afraid to go check to see if they were in the Metal Ruins. Because he's like, oh, we can't get, if we go in the Metal Ruins, we're going to be outcasts. So uh, he asked Aloy to go find his hunting party and also not to tell anybody about the ruins. So it was kind of annoying talking to him because he was like beating around the bush. That's why I'm not going to play the audio for the conversation (laughs) because it was just annoying to listen to. It's like, okay, dude, get to the point. Let's go today, junior. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, But once you do get to the area that didn't noted, which is actually around the area where it's around the area where you and Sona, like went after those three camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, you follow some tracks and it leads you to the hunting party and they're up high someplace and there's two sawtooths kind of like in the bottom area there. And the game says kill the sawtooths, but my question is, shouldn't they be called sawteeth? What? It's not a serious question, Christina. Like, sawtooths, sawteeths? Like, there's two sawtooths? Yeah. It's the plural. Is that what? Sawtooth. It's not. They said two sawtooths. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess wow. you say brush your teeth and not brush your tooths. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> 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 Thanks for finally coming around. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So um, the only. I mean, we're talking about two sawtooths here. Um, they're not at this point in the game. At least I don't think they're they're that challenging of a fight anymore. The saw the sawtooth. Uh, if you know how to dodge properly, I think the biggest problem with this not problem, but the biggest challenge in this 
fight in particular is that the sections are kind of narrow because you're between buildings. You know, that's the area that you're in. I cheated the game. I was like somewhere further away and I kept like fighting them and shooting them and they would come up to me and then their aggro would reset and they'd run away. Oh, wow. Well, look at you, 9,000 IQ. (laughs) And their health stayed low. Yeah. I just fought them like right in the middle (laughs) of everything. It took way Uh, too long. Wait, it was like 15 minutes of me just shooting these things. (laughs) Yeah, this was like a two-minute fight for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that would be the biggest challenge of this fight is um, is just that it's just a narrow kind of area. It's not narrow for one sawtooth. It is narrow for two sawtooths, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, but after the killing the sawtooths, you do get the attention of the hunters. And uh, they know who you are. They're like, oh, you're, I forget exactly what they said. You know, you're the, you're the one who used to be an outcast. Like, everybody knows you. Uh, they ask what you're doing there, and you tell them that Den sent you. Uh, the guy's name is Furl, F-E-R-L. And Furl. he says this, yeah, the Sawtooth ripped their packs from them. Uh, and it says without weapons, that this was the best they could manage, was hiding up high. Which I'm like, okay, that's smart, you know. Uh, but then he asks, you know, don't tell anybody. He doesn't want to go back to the camp with you either. Because so you think somebody might suspect something, which is true. And once you get back to Mother's Crown, you can tell Din that you found him. He thanks you and then once again asks uh, that you don't tell anyone. And Aloy says that the matriarchs are up singing the hymn of atonement. So she thinks he's safe. And he's like, oh, yes, the hymn atones for all of us. But that's not what she meant. (laughs) (laughs) She literally said that's not what I meant. I loved it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but you know it, it is whatever when you're deep in it you're deep in it man so. Dude, that guy was so annoying i was so mad when he was like i'm not like you i can't be an outcast i'm like all right dude chill <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah so but um yeah i said i was i was an errand i was like you know separating what the quests like the types of quests are weird to me, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, main quest and main quest, they push the main story forward. But for a lot of these, I don't know why they separated um, errands from side quests or why some errands weren't side quests. This feels more like a side quest to me. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And and the the one that we just did, uh, what was it called with the stalker? Oh, Under the. Under-equipped, yeah. yeah. Under-equipped. That felt like an errand because it was just like, boom, boom, you're done. True, yeah. And I think like, so errands to me are more like what we're going to talk about next episode with uh, Sona's errand. That feels like an errand, like busy work, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, at least with the, the under-equipped, you got to fight a stalk. You got to f- see two new machines, but it is a quick right. side quest. You know, you don't have to go far. This, you actually have to go a pretty decent distance. Uh, mm-hmm. from where mother's crown is so it feels a little weird hopefully they kind of wrap that up or patch that up in in uh, forbidden west but uh but yeah it's gonna we're gonna end this episode here and uh next episode we're gonna run a few more errands kill a few bandits and then finally make our way to the day tower so we're gonna do that next episode how you how, how, I always ask Christina how she's feeling at this at the at you know as we get to this part. So how are you feeling, Christina, about um, the game? Confident. Confident. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a lot more confident about my abilities because I'm just kind of 
slowly getting to the point where I'm doing like corrupted zones without being seen. And I'm I'm kind of like strategically doing things and using my arrows properly and the proper traps and all of that stuff. So I'm feeling a lot more comfortable with the game. It took a while for me to get into it. I think I was just having issues. I said this before, but with just like how my keyboard setup was. But no, I'm feeling pretty good. And I'm still excited to see what the story holds and all of the random places that I'm too scared to go to, even though I just said I'm feeling confident, but all of those random places (laughs) that I'm too scared to go to, I'm excited to see what they hold when I'm like 20 levels over level to go into them. Yeah. And then we're almost, we're almost done with the Nora area for now. Um, I'm excited to see how you feel once we step over into the Karja territory, uh, because the scenery changes, even though there's not a lot, at least I feel they underutilized a portion of the Nora territory, like the Northeast ish area. Like not far northeast because you do that's DLC territory, but there's a there's a section of the uh, of the Nora territory that's actually really nice. It's one of the nicest nicest places in the game, I think. That gets a little underutilized. Like it gets utilized but underutilized. Uh, but yeah, once you step over the Carter territory, it definitely looks very different than what we're we're seeing. And there's a jungle, so that's also pretty cool. So something to look forward to. Uh, but I would like to thank everybody for listening. If you enjoyed this show, you want to keep up with what's going on with the show and the Mash Button Network, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash the Mash Network. Uh, Christina, you have any anything you want to plug? Can I find uh, you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at S'mores Pop-Tart. I'm also on Twitch. I've been streaming pretty frequently. Hopefully, I'm still doing that when this comes out. Uh, and I'm also on another podcast called Wondrous Tales, and I talk about Final Fantasy XIV content, like anything under the sun in Final Fantasy XIV. So yeah, you can find me in those places. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Jostradamus. And you can find me streaming sometimes on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Uh, if you want to talk about the show or talk about Horizon, either game coming to our discord which is uh discord oh sorry mash.gg slash discord and we'll have some channels available for you like i like i said earlier um i encourage you guys to reach out to us with comments and questions so you can do so on discord or twitter or you can email us at contact at mash.gg if you enjoy the show and you want to sh- uh, help us out one of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and also to rate and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice and if you want to take your support a bit further, you can do so by visiting mtb.gg support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons, uh, including we have, we have a Patreon, we have a Teespring store, Twitch subscriptions, uh, Humble, Humble Bundle affiliate links, and uh, one, uh, even a, one, a PayPal one-time donation, uh, which people do use, surprisingly. I checked it the other day. I was like, wow, thanks. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, we do have those ways you can help support the network. But uh, yeah, I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about Mash Those Buttons. And uh, that's it. We'll see you on the next episode. See ya.
Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 